0: G'day guys, and uh, thanks for joining me again for week six of First and Goal. Um, I'm David Haslam, and good news for me this week: I got out of my sling and started rehab on my shoulder surgery. So, um, it's a long journey back, but it means I get to use two hands to type and can finally work on this podcast and to to a fuller capacity. You know, I wanted to be able to prep this get, prep this podcast properly, be able to type most of the stuff out, um, be able to you know research and all of that. Um, do a little bit of a better job. So thanks for bearing with me for the last five weeks, and, and I look forward to continuing to deliver this podcast um, for you all. So what a great weekend of football! Uh, the last international game saw some saw some um, saw some great play from from Jacksonville finally, and um, some surprising results as well as some not so surprising results. So uh, let's get into it and review week six with first down. All right, guys. So let's start with uh, with Tampa Bay taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia on Friday. Uh, it was 28-22, to 22, Tampa Bay. O- overall, I still think Tampa struggled a bit offensively, missing some key throws, and timing between Brady and receivers seemed to be a little bit off. And then they let Philadelphia have a little bit of extra hope when they got the ball back quickly on a turnover and downs at midfield. It was 21-7 to 7 at halftime, and the, the Bucks I'd like to see be a, be a bit cleaner and refined as an offense at the moment. I'm not sure how much Brady's hand was an issue going into the game, but I also think that they'll get a lot of chemistry back when Gronk comes back, and Leonard Frenette is playing really great football at the moment. The Eagles weren't great, but they were able to capitalize on some good field position at times. They really need to find something offensively because you can't win decent football games like that. You know, last week against the Panthers, if it wasn't for the pump block, they probably wouldn't win that game. So, um, Jalen Hurts probably needs to play quite a bit better. He only completed 12 passes with under 50% completion percentage and relies on them using him a lot in the run game, which is going to be bad for his longevity long, longevity in the uh, long term for, for his career. I'd like to see them try to go back to some of the things I saw in a preseason from them and really try to get the ball into their dynamic receivers' hands through screens and short timing routes. They have a lot of speed in Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins, who we saw take a screen for a touchdown 75 yards in the preseason. They need to get the ball into these guys' hands and let them make moves in space, and that's the key to them being able to be more successful on offense. Um, We'll move into the early early, uh, Sunday window. So if you were like me and got up a bit early, um, on Sunday at at 12.30, um, you would have seen the last London game, which saw the Miami Dolphins taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars, with the Jaguars winning 23-20. It was the last London game for the year, which was really good, to be honest. I spoke last week about creating atmosphere, and I think the Jags have actually built something in London. This was their seventh game in London, and by most by any team so far. I felt like at times the crowd actually favoured Jacksonville. Miami played well, Tua coming back off IR for the first time in a few weeks, and I think he played He played pretty decent. Um, Jalen Waddle was clearly his favorite target, catching two touchdowns, and Tua through 47 times in the game for 329 yards. Miami needs to find a way to run the ball more efficiently with 77 yards off 20 carries. This will help them be able to be more balanced on offense, obviously, um, and would help help with Tua's continued development and take a little bit of weight off his shoulders you know throwing 47 times is quite a bit we need to we need to take a little bit off him um the Jags took too bit of time to get going in the game but I really like watching Trevor Lawrence play he's clearly talented and can make any throw with tremendous arm strength uh, which sometimes I think is the disadvantage of his receivers I think at times he'll laser throws in there that don't need to be lasered in and um, and and then cause drops in that way. But I really enjoy watching him play. I think James Robinson and his ability to run the ball has been a huge advantage and a key to the Jags' success in recent games, um, and and has been building them up to this win. The the touchdown pass to Marvin Jones was pinpoint accurate, and I love the aggression of Urban Meyer and trust in Trevor Lawrence to throw that slant route with literally five seconds to go on fourth and eight to convert and make it a manageable field goal attempt to win the game 23-20. Congratulations to Trevor Lawrence and Australian defensive lineman Adam Gotsis on their first win of the season. Uh, we'll do a quick summary of the early window and then chat about some of the key points um, key points out of those games. Green Bay beat the beat the Chicago Bears um, 24-14 in in Soldier Field. Uh, the Bengals beat the Lions in Detroit 34-11. The Colts won 31-3 against Houston in Indianapolis. The Rams beat the Giants in New York 38-11. The Chiefs beat the Washington football team 31-13 after being down thirty-one 13-10 at halftime. The Vikings won in overtime against the Panthers 34-28. And Baltimore took care of the Chargers 34-6. Um, some key talking points from the early window really is, is Baltimore are continuing to emerge as prime contenders for the AFC. This game was looking like the game of the week going in. Two four and 4-1 teams competing. The, the LA Chargers did boast the worst rushing defense heading into the game. So I should have taken that into account when I previewed the game. However, this game went nothing like I thought. I previewed this game last week, similar to the Colts game, and if the Ravens started slow, I didn't think Baltimore would be able to catch up. Um, but the charges were were held to just, just six points and 208 yards. The Ravens are incredible in who they picked up in free agency following the injuries to in the preseason and early to pretty much all their running backs. Um, Devontae Freeman, who was an established running back in Atlanta. Le'Veon Bell, who is known from his... Days in the Steelers played fantastic. And then Latavius Murray out of New Orleans on top of the most dynamic running quarterback we have ever seen. And he's now passing the ball at career highs. This team is going to be very hard to beat because they can win in multiple ways. Uh, good, Good road wins for the Green Bay Packers, Bengals, Rams and the Vikings in overtime. Green Bay, in the words of Aaron Rodgers, have owned the Bears. But I do think that the Bears defensively played decent and offensively, rookie QB Fields is getting better. And I'm looking forward to seeing him continue to improve and be explosive as I think he can be. One of these games, he's really going to pop and, and showcase what what the future holds for, for Justin Fields. And I think that'll be a dangerous game for no matter who they're playing. Um, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow continue to have the fantastic chemistry, making me wonder what wide receiver quarterback would be great together in the NFL like they were in college. A couple of Alabama ones are both working and yet to be seen with Tour and Waddle and in the Dolphins and um, and Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith a bit unseen for now. Uh, the afternoon window had a couple, had a number of great games with the 5-0 Cardinals visiting the Browns um, to start who entered the game as favorites against the Cardinals which I thought was really quite odd. Uh, Kyle Murray is probably the League MVP at the moment, throwing four touchdown passes and zero picks and winning the game 37 to 14. The Cardinal, Cardinals are now 6 and0 for the first time since 1974. Baker Mayfield is struggling at the moment, and I'm not sure how much his shoulder is impacting it. I had a torn labour in my throwing shoulder, which his is the opposite, and it was really tough to be uh, and I can imagine it would be really tough to do, do this at an NFL level. Uh, I'm not sure by playing through the pain and his performances of late are doing him any favour with the fact he's off contract this year. it would be really interesting to see what market there is for Mayfield or if he'll take less cash to stay in Cleveland with their great roster there. Um, the Raiders beat Denver at mile high, which personally I was happy to see. During the week, I had a couple of chats with uh, with a few mates, who thought the Raiders would kind of impl- implode um, with the with the John Gruden drama. I still think the Raiders are a good football team, and it was good to see them be able to go out there, perform and get it together and score 34 points. Derek Carr is playing well, continuing to spread the ball around to different receivers, and Josh Jacobs is playing very good too. And they have an established pass rush over there um, with Carl Massib um, and Mac as well. Um, so the the game of the week is um, the game of the week is next. The Dallas Cowboys travel to to uh, sorry not Mac but Crosby. Um, the game of the week is next. The Dallas Cowboys travel to Gillette Stadium to take on the the Patriots. Um, Cowboys won thirty five to twenty nine in overtime. I thought this game would be better controlled by the Cowboys, um, but you need these wins. You need the gritty wins when you're in a dogfight. Uh, the Cowboys didn't help themselves with 115 yards in penalties and put themselves in some tough situations throughout the day. I really like Kellen's more day. I thought he called it a fantastic game. Um, and some of their formations, which I, I really enjoyed seeing that I'll get into later. Dak um, is the first quarterback to throw for 445 yards against Belichick in his coaching career. And at Foxborough, That is a huge feat um and the first time the cowboys won against the pats since 1996 and 1984 in foxborough the formation that i noticed that i really liked um was when they were around like 12 personnel which is terminology talked about with tight ends and running backs Um, the first number is is, um, is running backs and then the second number is tight ends um, they had two receivers bunched at the top of the field, which makes there a massive running lane between the receivers and the tight end. It just makes some space and allows enough space for a quick ten, 10 yard carry before the safeties and DBs can push to that area. I do I do think I do I do have to say that I think I was happy to see Belichick put a bit more trust in Mac Jones and allow him to throw the ball down the field a bit more. To go out and throw a game-leading touchdown straight after you throw a pick six is a big thing and a big momentum switch, and it showed a lot of trust. I think it shows a, I think it shows a lot of trust, and I want to see more of what, more of what from, more of that from the Patriots. And it was a great game, and I'm sure the Patriots will bounce back against the Jets next week. Um, the Sunday night game was a bit strange, bit of a strange matchup. I think until the second half and the last quarter, with the game going to overtime. Both offenses were kind of slow to get started and Jano Smith started a QB for an injured Russell Wilson. Najee Harris is playing really, really well for the Pittsburgh Steelers and um, Seattle were very very lucky to have the opportunity to go into overtime as DK Metcalf uh, tried to turn the ball upfield and fumbled with only seconds left in the game. The ball was luckily jumped on by Freddie Swain and they were lucky to be able to spike the football and kick the field goal and go into overtime. TJ Watt was able to strip the ball from Geno Smith in overtime and take the ball in good fielder position to kick the game-winning field goal. Um, Congratulations on Pittsburgh for that one. The Monday night matchup had the Bills taking on the Titans in Nashville. Titans played really well and were able to go to match the the Bills offensively with the game having constant league changes. Josh Allen for the Bills played really well, I thought, spreading the football all over the place to many different receivers. Um, but unfortunately lost his footing on a fourth and inches play in the last seconds of the match, which was a little unnecessary as they were already in field goal range. Um, Ryan Tannehill could have started better, but I thought he played really well down the stretch and in the fourth quarter complimented Derrick Henry's best performance over the Bills in his career with a three-touchdown game. I guess the Bills struggling to hold the Titans. Um, Titans was, was the decision for the call to go on fourth down, for the bills and it just made sense to me just just was an unfortunate ending for them but i don't think this game indicates how uh different uh, how much difference um for the bills hopes as they played really well away from home and they were still there in the end i think it helps boost the titans confidence going into next week and later in the season um later in the season as well Five. all right guys moving into second down uh, let's start with the, the Friday matchup, which is Denver Broncos traveling to Cleveland, take on the Browns on Friday at 11.20am. I like this game as a good uh, matchup for both 3-3 three and three teams, um, although I do believe that the, the Browns are pretty depleted. Um, both their running backs are injured, unsure if Baker Mayfield's going to play but I do think this game offers a huge opportunity for Baker Mayfield if he does remain healthy, um, you know, to make a statement against a decent Broncos defense at home without the support of, of Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. The Broncos started off really well this season um, with wins against the Giants, Jets and Jags, but then losing the next three against more formidable opponents. The Broncos need this win to prove that they are a better team than people are starting to talk about with them. I'd like to see Teddy Bridgewater, who played well in the early window, now not turn the ball over and be more protective of it. Uh, He threw three touchdowns this week, but also threw three interceptions against the Raiders. I think Cleveland win this game uh, at home, largely due to their defense, but I think it will be close. On Monday, the first game will be Kansas City traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans at 4 a.m. on ESPN. I think this is probably the game of the week. The Titans played really well on Monday night against the Bills and won the game 34-31. to 31. Personally, I think the NFL is better when the Chiefs are playing well, and I like to watch their offense and Patrick Mahomes ad-lib play. Um, I just enjoy watching it all. He's on my bucket list of games to go to and watch at some point in my life. Uh, after a slow start against Washington, um, they did find some form in the second half. And it'll be interesting to see if they continue to to this form against a confident Titans team. I like the Chiefs here, but I think it'll be a pretty fantastic game. The next game will be Carolina taking on the New York Giants um, at 4am on ESPN as well. Carolina's coming off a tough loss against Minnesota in overtime, and I think they're a better football team going into this match. The Giants really struggled against the Rams last week, only scoring 11 points in their 38-11 loss against the Rams. They have quite a number of players injured and um, will look to find some form as players return. But I do like the Carolina Panthers here, who are who I think will score enough points to win the game whilst uh, whilst the Panthers' defense remains strong and holds, holds the Giants to about 10 to 17 points. And the next 4am game is the Bengals traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens, and this game is on 7 mate. I think it's a big game for Cincinnati, although I don't actually think they'll win. The Ravens appear to be able to be unstoppable on offense, and whilst the Bengals have massively improved over the past couple of years and look to be a contender for the AFC North this year, I can't see them winning this game in Baltimore. It will be interesting when they play in Cincy, though, and I think the Bengals will take a lot out of this game if they can make it competitive, and I think the Ravens um, make it competitive and take a lot of confidence. But I think the Ravens continue their dominance this week in the AFC. Uh, the next game will be Houston traveling to Arizona to take on the 6-0 Cardinals at 7.25 on 7-8. It's not a terrific matchup, but with all a lot of buys this week, there was, there was only one other game, Um, at this time, and that game is on ESPN, and that's the Chicago Bears and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Houston did manage to play well at home against the Patriots a couple of weeks ago, before then struggling to score points against the Colts. I don't think they'll be really competitive in this matchup, um, and the Cardinals will remain undefeated. Key thing to look out for, though, in that game is is the health of Tyrod Taylor. Um, He looks to be coming back soon he's been taken off IR and will begin practice soon so um something something to look out for in that matchup the other game on ESPN at 725 is the Chicago Bears traveling to Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh Tampa have played really well at home I look for them to score a lot of points but I do believe that um that the Chicago defense played really well against against Green Bay and if and it'll be good to see if they can hold um, Tampa below, say, you know, 28, 30 points um, and see what they're able to do. One of these games, I think Justin Fields is going to be able to pop and, and do something special. So um, I'm not sure if it's this week, but, uh, but I reckon it's coming sometime this year. Uh, I think Tampa Bay win that game, though. Uh, the Sunday night matchup this week is the Colts traveling to 49ers. and That'll be on 11.20 a.m. on on Monday. A few unknowns about this game at the moment is uh, the 49ers coming off their bye week. Trey Lance carrying an injury out of the week before. At present, it looks like Jimmy G will be starting as he's returned to training, but Trey Lance has yet to come back to training. I think the Colts have been playing really good football late, um, losing to Baltimore only just in overtime, um, and then smash Houston this week enjoying the return of T.Y. Hilton. They also found good use of wide receiver Paris Campbell, who seems to be a great deep threat option for Carson Wentz there. I like the Colts in this game who are building some momentum after a tough matchup in Baltimore, narrowly losing, losing and then a big win against Houston next week, last week. Um, the Monday night matchup this week on, on Tuesday here in Australia is the New Orleans Saints traveling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. This could be a good matchup for the Saints for Jameis Winston to find a bit of consistency throwing the football. Gina Smith will be the starting QB for the for uh, for the Seahawks again, with Russell Wilson sidelined, um, side-lined with the injury, which will remain away for, for the next few weeks. I think the Saints' defense is one that's hard to pass against, and they will look to limit DK Metcalf and rely on the Seattle run game to get something going. i like the Saints to win this game, and I believe Sean Payton will have a pretty good game plan going into that game. <laughs> Alright guys, so third down this week. Um, look, I lost my second game in fantasy this week. Narrowly going down um, against someone who had Allen and, and Dawson Knox going into the Monday night game and, and me carrying um, Stefan Diggs into the game with a narrow lead heading in. I chose to start Rondell Moore uh, for the Cardinals over AJ Green for the Cardinals um, because of Moore's dual dual role capacity um, but would have won if I had to start at AJ Green so a bit, a bit of a bit of a stuff out there on my rostering. Um, but I, I still think that Rondell Moore is going to have a, a big season. So I need to, need to work out how to manage him the best. Um, notable waiver wire pickups for for fantasy players coming into this week seven. Um, let's start with Tyro Taylor, who isn't ready to start yet, but he's off IR this week. He's played really well in the first couple of games before his injury um, averaging about the 18-point mark. So if you're struggling to find a QB or need a QB um, two or, or three in your, in your system, depending on your your how you play, um, he had the Houston offense really performing um, and he'll be the starter as soon as he is healthy. Uh, another one is T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton is back off IR and depending on what type of league you play in, um, probably non-dynasty leagues, uh, he could be available and appeared to jump straight back into form this week. So... Um, there's also a lot of potential in good running backs with Ramondre Stevenson starting to take a, bit, a bigger role in the New England offense this week, as well as Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Freeman taking good and useful game time in their ever-effective Baltimore Ravens rushing offense. Um, in terms of betting this week, I was pretty mad on Friday. So I finally got the anytime touchdown scorers right for all you guys. So hopefully um, there was a couple of wins whoever followed me. Um, you know, except for Gronk, who didn't play. But if you replace Gronk with with OJ Howard, I get four of the four um, touchdown scorers. I picked AB, Jalen Hurts, and Zach Ertz. I had a multi with Tampa with the line of six and a half. Zach any anytime, and AB anytime, with uh, you know, adding Tampa head to head just for some extra value. Obviously, the final margin was six, so I lost my multi by half half a point on the line. I couldn't believe my luck when Philly went for two for practically no reason. And then Tampa obviously being conservative inside the Philly 10 yard line with two minutes to go in the game to end the game. Um, so it was really unfortunate for me. This week, I think the uh, the matchups are quite favorable in betting this week, but could depend on some injury returns. And keep an eye on the betting lines for these games. Um, my picks for the for the games this week, I like Carolina against the Giants with a minus three start as my first bet. Um, I like New England minus seven uh, at a dollar89 against the Jets at home. I like the Raiders minus3 at home at a dollar 83. Um, I like the Colts plus three and a half against the 49ers away from home at a dollar 85. So they're my sort of picks for for this week. I think it's also worth mentioning that there are a lot of big lines this week which maybe keep an eye on and, and um, as they may sway. The Cardinals carry a 17.5-point line into their matchup with the Texans. Tampa Bay carry a 12.5-point line into their game against the Chicago Bears. And the LA Rams carry a 15.5-point line into the matchup with the Lions. These are pretty big. Uh, I think Tampa have struggled offensively of late. And Chicago played reasonably well against the Packers last week. So 12.5 might actually be a bit much. Um, if Tyra Taylor plays for the Texans, then the seven and a half point line is a bit large for my thoughts. And then also with the Rams, this is Jared Goff's return game to L.A., and there'll be a lot of emotion, especially after he was called out by his head coach this week to play better and do more. I'm not going to include these in my betting advice, but I do feel there's some value against these if you're risky enough. Um, as an exotic going into Friday. I'll go again with any time touchdown scores, and I'll go with Cortland Sutton, the receiver for for Denver at two dollars eighty, and then DeHernest Johnson for Cleveland stepping in for for Chubb and Hunt. Um, Sutton seems to be the key man for Denver with Jerry Judy out, and with May Mayfield's injury and uncertainty for Cleveland, I'll take their available running back, um, you know, as my best value. I, I'm also a bet that, I, that I've been liking lately. Um, that I think I'll share with you is over under receiving yards for receivers who who are like number threes, so um, you know, but can be deep threats. So like teams like Deshaun Jackson, who the Rams use as a as a um, as a number three receiver, has a, has most of the time like an over and under of eighteen and a half. Which to be honest, the way the Rams use him is can be done in one play. You know, he's a deep threat option off play action, and once he's on the field, I think that that's that's something to look out for. Um, another one is Paris Campbell for the, for the Colts, you know, I just think that, that that's something, um, they use as, as a deep threat option as well. And, um, and something I'd share with you guys, because if you keep an eye on it, I think there's some value there sometimes, you know, all right, guys for fourth down this week, I've, uh, I've decided to kick a field goal with this segment this week. Um, and, and sort of not do too much. But I encourage encourage everyone to watch the game more in depth and look at how plays are set up pre-snap, how players line up, and maybe why they are making adjustments when they're audible. Like, is it a blitz, or is it because there's players sitting in a bad spot for the play to work? Um, just look at the plays develop throughout the game and, and, and think about what teams might be trying to set up or what game plans they have going into the game. Uh, really enjoy watching the game as the chess match it is, and, and ask me any questions if you have them um, through my Instagram page which which uh, you know if, if you don't know, um, just look it out but it's, it's David 26493 in my in my Instagram uh, at David 26493. Um, you know like, like I spoke about recently or earlier in the show with, with how Dallas set up their formation in running the football with, with how they separated the receivers to the top of the top of the field. Um, and we're able to to really capitalize on the on on the ability for um for for that space, you know. So just keep an eye on that sort of stuff, and and feel free to 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 jump jump out with any questions. All right. All right, guys. For extra point this this um, this week, there's not much college football available to us, which is a little bit disappointing from ESPN. Um, there's not much on Sunday. I, I had a quick look. There's a couple of replays for games that haven't been um haven't been listed yet in the in the afternoon and at the night time on Sunday, but nothing even on at, at three AM. There's no college football game day um on, on through ESPN. So um, I encourage everyone to have a look at the app, the watch ESPN app. It does seem that they're starting to move quite a bit of quite a bit of stuff into that. Um, you know, and, and I'll keep an eye on KO as as it um as it comes up, but there was nothing there when I looked. Um, so the first game we have that's available to us on ESPN is Tulane versus SMU, and that's at 4 p.m. on Friday the 22nd of October, and that's a replay from an earlier game. Um, so Tulane, you might remember, had a really competitive first game against Oklahoma to start the season, but a 1-5 and five going into this game against a, t- a 6-0, and number 21-ranked SMU at home. The game is live at uh, 10.30 with delayed coverage on ESPN, as I mentioned. Uh, the next game is Washington uh, versus Arizona at 2pm on Saturday, the 23rd of October. I believe this game will be a joined-in-progress um, game through ESPN, as, it, as the game actually starts at 1.30 with coverage starting at 2pm. Washington are 2-4 and four and Arizona are 0-6. and six. And the line is minus eighteen and a half in favor of Washington away from home. However, they're one and five against the spread this season so far. Uh, another game on Saturday is Memphis taking on UCF at six thirty p.m. The game is live at ten a.m. but delayed coverage on ESPN. Uh, the four and three Memphis um, travel to three and three UCF, and the line is currently minus one and a half in favor of UCF, who are who are one and five against the spread this year as well. On Sunday, there doesn't appear to be any college football on, just ice hockey, UFC, and Major League Baseball. So it's a bit disappointing for college football fans, um, but I'm sure more games will be available on the on the Watch ESPN app. So maybe just have a look on there and see see what you can find, and hopefully there'll be more more in the coming weeks. All right, guys, for the two-minute drill today, um, look, I, I talked about it once before, but I'm going to talk about it again. Um, It might be a bit too much Cowboys, but I can't believe yet again, Dak Prescott sneaks the ball at the one yard line and scores, but the referees seem reluctant to make the call on the field. And again, in those situations you go upstairs and they can't find definitive evidence to overturn the call. I just find it really hard to believe and a bit ridiculous that when you sneak the ball that you would be down short unless there have been contact in the backfield or clear penetration by the defense to stop it. Like we saw in the Josh Allen case. Um, so, because of Dak being forced then to go over the top, which led to him jumping over the top and trying to expose the ball, um, which led to a great play by New England on fourth down to turn the ball over in a fumble. I just think it's so hard to believe that that you know when you unpack all the bodies and he's that far into the end zone that he was down any short. You know what I mean? It, it there were there were literally inches out. So, um, you know, I, if I'm a referee, I understand it, but like uh, i just think you you've got to you've got to stick with the fact that you unpack the pile and you know it's the same thing with fumbles like you unpack the pole and whoever's got the ball is whoever's got the ball if if a guy's that far in the end zone you he, he can't be short you just can't be short um i'm loving the trust of fourth down i love the trust on fourth down by coaches we're showing some um some some are coming off some aren't but i think it's okay I think it's up to the offense to deliver in those situations, not just the coach to make the right decision there. It shows trust in the offense's ability and key players out there and an aggressive outlook for the game. I'm okay with the Bills going for it and and losing the game, and I'm okay with the Cowboys going for it early on and costing them points, which made it tough for them to come back. Um, fourth downs are the key to winning playoff games, championships, and converting in these key moments uh more like the more you practice at it the better you're going to get and and the better it's going to be when the pressure is on the jags fourth down play um to to marvin jones was my favorite this week with literally five seconds on the clock uh urban meyer trusted lawrence to throw the ball on fourth and eight with five seconds left on the clock and and be able to hit um hit that call a timeout with literally one second left to kick the game-winning field goal um I thought that was incredible, and and you know, for a, a lot of a lot of pressure on a rookie QB. Um, I think followed closely by Dallas's conversion to Cedric Wilson on fourth and four, which was just a great catch from Wilson and, and kept the drive and game going to to get the equal field goal. So they're are the two things that I've seen this week that I'm really impressed by. Um, you know, and we'll see how many fourth downs, how the fourth down situation pans out for the some of these teams that are going for it more often than not um, in the, in the postseason. All right guys, thanks uh, thanks for joining me again this week. That's a wrap for today. Um you know, make sure you you watch some football and, and um and enjoy the enjoy the time out now that we're out of lockdown a little bit for those who, who have made the decision to to be vaccinated. Um, you know, get out there and, and try and go to try and go to the pub and watch watch some of the some of the games on Monday or um, you know, there's plenty of plenty of good good pubs out there that show some of the NFL games, even as replays in the, in the afternoon if you if you haven't seen that. So, um, you know, have a look around and, and get to the pub and, and have a watch of these games. Um, okay, we've got a great week, great week seven ahead of us. Um, enjoy and uh, stay safe.